Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Ignited Podcast. We are Adrian and Jennifer Pina, bringing practical and spiritual tools to ignite your marriage. So welcome back, guys. After a week hiatus, we are in episode 12 as we conclude our series that we started a number of weeks ago on communication. So today we're going to talk about taking responsibility for your part and contribution to conflict. Then we're going to also walk out the process of true biblical forgiveness. Just as a way of reminder, in this series, we have communicated a number of different things and given you a number of different tools. I just want to highlight some of the things that we looked at in this series on communication. So we started off by talking about the basics of communication. We also talked about tools that are available for healthy communication. We talked about fighting fair. We also talked about the heart of conflict. We talked about conflict resolution 101. So in these amazing episodes, we've kind of built a foundation for you about just how to communicate in general and then also navigating the waters of conflict. So if you missed any of these previous episodes, go ahead and go back and check them out. We really feel like that they'll help you. Absolutely. All right, you guys. So we're going to start this episode talking about taking responsibility. In marriage, it is very easy to place blame rather than take responsibility. Taking responsibility involves an attitude of humility and self-awareness. We like to say, own your stuff. And I, and if we cannot take responsibility for our hurtful words and actions, we can never build the bridge to forgiveness. We must break the cycle of blame shifting. You guys, blame shifting has been around forever. Long time. It's a sin that dates all the way back to the garden when Adam blamed God and Eve for his part in eating the fruit. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 12, we see the man said, the woman that you gave me, that you gave me, Lord, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. <laughs> so this blame shifting thing has been happening from the very beginning. You probably don't know anything about that, bud. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the only thing that you can control in conflict is your own attitude and actions. We are responsible for those specific things. So taking responsibility for our actions cultivates an attitude and an environment of honesty and it acknowledges your imperfections. Welcome to the human race for being imperfect. So you are not perfect and that is okay. In conflict, each person has some level of responsibility. You may have heard of this verse before. In Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 3, it reads, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will, be, uh, you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. It always starts with you first. So that's a hard reality, but it always starts with you first. We cannot address conflict until we first addressed it within ourselves and acknowledge our own shortcomings. Now, I readily confess that this is a hard one for me at times to be able to take responsibility. My natural mechanism is to go into defense mode. And I think I find myself to be a very good defense attorney. And so I like to try to build up an argument sometimes and just that's my natural mechanism. So it's not always easy for me to acknowledge my wrongdoing when it comes to conflict. And sometimes when I have a little bit of a cooler head, it's a little bit easier for me to be able to see. 
And so it really begins with your own self-awareness and being able to walk through that and navigate that for yourself in order to honestly address conflict in your marriage. So we want to encourage you guys to take ownership. All right. So let's talk a little bit about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a really hard subject, right? But it's very, very biblical. Sin is what causes the need for forgiveness, whether that sin is against God or against our spouses. Sin causes separation in relationships, and forgiveness is the bridge of healing and restoration. We forgive others, especially our spouse, right? Because we have been forgiven by God. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God forgave you. If you think in any way, shape, or form that you are earning God's forgiveness, then you will make others earn your forgiveness. That's a really great truth spoken by Pastor Robert Morris. So let's go ahead and illustrate this for you to make it maybe a little bit more understandable. Let's start with a little bit of a visual in this way. So this illustration demonstrates how forgiveness is both extended and received. For example, God extends, take this little battery. He extends like extending out his hand. He extends out forgiveness to us through the sacrificial death of his son, Jesus. What we do is we stick out our empty hand and we receive what God has given to us. We are able to receive that gift of forgiveness. There's an exchange that takes place, giving and a receiving that takes place. So repentance is the means by which it's the ticket to enter into that exchange. If we want to receive the forgiveness that God extends, then repentance is necessary in order to receive that gift. And forgiveness is only possible when repentance takes place. We must begin by acknowledging our mistakes and humbly submit to walking out forgiveness. And this relates to with us with God and ultimately us with others as well. So here's what that looks like a little bit in marriage. We're going to explain and model this for you later on in the episode, and we want to walk you through the steps of biblical forgiveness. Now, this is a great time to be able to put into practice some of the things and tools we have learned during this series. Things like iMessages, taking a time out if you need to, speaker-listener technique, and active listening. All right, so step one in this process is acknowledging your own attitudes or actions that contributed to the conflict. This takes humility, it takes self-reflection, it takes honesty on your part. Remember, in marriage, both of us must take responsibilities for our actions and attitudes, and both of us have contributed in some way to the conflict. We always like to say, we can always improve in conflict, either one of us on either side. So that's step one, acknowledging your own attitudes and actions. Step two, humbly say to your spouse this specific phrase, will you please forgive me for, and then detail the attitudes and and actions that you want their forgiveness for. This is a really, really different approach from just saying, I'm sorry, right? So we want you to actually say, will you please forgive me for, and then with detail, add in the detail, owning your stuff right? The power for forgiveness is then extended to your spouse and they have the authority to receive your apology and forgive you. Forgiveness is a choice and we are all in need of forgiveness. Unfortunately, we often like to hold this power over our spouse, our spouse's head, making them jump through hoops or punishing them 
until they have earned our forgiveness. It's okay if you need more time on this step. It's okay to say, I need more time, okay? But be careful not to abuse your power. Remember when we, when we did, that we did nothing to earn the forgiveness of God. True forgiveness releases the debt and does not keep a record of wrong. Once you have extended forgiveness to your spouse, it is not fair to bring up past mistakes over and over again. This, that is a sign that true forgiveness has not taken place. So the third step that we would take then at this point is that when your spouse is ready, they will respond with, yes, I forgive you. By doing so, what they're doing is they are extending to you, like in that example with God, they're extending to you forgiveness and releasing the debt. And you are able then to receive the forgiveness that your spouse is affording to you. And really the last step then is just reciprocating this. The last step is essentially doing it the inverse way, right? Your spouse reciprocates the steps above, acknowledging their attitudes and actions for the conflict because it's two-sided right in that way, requesting forgiveness from you. And this is the beautiful cycle of true forgiveness. Now, the question then becomes, if you are married, you probably have had to forgive your spouse more than one time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Multiple, multiple, multiple occasions. So you may ask, well, Adrian and Jen, how often are we to walk out this process of forgiveness with our spouse? Let me go ahead and read this quote to you from Dr. Tony Evans. And this quote reads as follows. I love this quote. Forgiveness is not contingent on how you feel about your spouse. It is a choice to no longer blame your spouse for an offense. Mm -hmm. So it's a decision that you make to walk in forgiveness. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22 say, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me? And I forgive him as many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Jesus goes on to teach the parable of an unforgiving servant, which is basically about a king forgiving the debts of his servants. And then they turn around and demand to their servants to pay back their debts that were owed. It is a parable about perspective. And when we realize how much we have been forgiven by God, that we should be forgiving towards one another, especially our spouse. Let's go ahead and get into the scripture some more. In Luke chapter 17, verses three and four, it says this about forgiveness. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, means confront him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, And turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So again, how many, how often are we to walk out this process of forgiveness? Each of us will need to be forgiven in the marriage relationship literally thousands of times throughout the length of our marriage. Hopefully you will be married many, many, many years, right? So it's really not about keeping score. Even when Peter asked and Jesus said 70 times seven, it's not 490 if my math is correct. So it's not keeping score. The point is, is what is the attitude of the heart? Are we making the choice to release the debt for the sake of the relationship in order that restoration and health and spiritual vitality and all these things can take place within the relationship? So now we're going to demonstrate for you what it looks like to process this through all the way to uh, forgiveness. 
in our last episode, Conflict Resolution 101, I used an iMessage, which we talked about, and taught you how to use that with a technique called the speaker-listener technique. What we're going to do is take that example and actually walk that all the way through the process of forgiveness. And so here is the iMessage that we communicated, that I communicated. I feel annoyed when you asked me to edit the social media clips because I already had a lot of things to do. So in our last episode, as we were walking you through the steps of speaker listener, we were able to process that and we showed you how to process that kind of message. Today, we're going to jump directly to forgiveness. So in this, I'm going to walk through the steps to ask Adrian for forgiveness. The first step is acknowledging my own attitudes and actions that contributed to the conflict. So I acknowledge that I um, was nagging you and was definitely super annoying wanting to get that information from you. So that's the first step. Just acknowledging, okay? Step number two, and that doesn't even have to be necessarily verbally, guys, because you're going to cover some of that in step two. It's almost like acknowledging it for yourself, you know, like for myself, like realizing like what it is that I did wrong. Step two is humbly saying to your spouse, at this point, your spouse is in the scenario, saying to your spouse, will you please forgive me for, and then listing the specific what, you know, needs that they need to forgive you for. Okay. So Adrian, will you please forgive me for nagging you and being annoying when I was asking you about the video clips? So the third step basically from that is that when your spouse is ready, they will respond. Yes, I forgive you. Extending that forgiveness, like we modeled earlier, extending that forgiveness and releasing then the power of debt that, and the, of that actual thing and to kind of put it to bed then at that point. And so Yes, I forgive you. Yay. So step four is that your spouse reciprocates the process then because conflict is two-sided, right? And so we worked it out through my side of the conflict essentially at that point. Then Jen would essentially go ahead and reciprocate that same exact thing and the process would start back over from step one. So this week's tool, guys, for this episode is to actually walk through these steps of forgiveness that we outlined in this podcast. Now, saying I'm sorry is not enough. Because saying I'm sorry is really just a quick way sometimes to throw a Band-Aid on it and to kind of just be done with it, but it really doesn't go much deeper than that. It doesn't hit the core issues beneath the surface. So be careful to use some of the phrases that we actually used in the steps that we gave you, like, will you please forgive me, and saying, yes, I forgive you. So that way you can walk this thing out, any conflict that you have to true biblical forgiveness. Absolutely. All right, you guys. So in our next episode, We are going to be tackling a very important topic, especially right now, and that is how to deal with disappointment. There's so much disappointment happening around us right now. Many of us are facing a lot of stress and uncertainty because of the COVID pandemic. So we're praying that this episode brings you a fresh perspective and a whole lot of hope as you guys navigate disappointment as a couple. So look for new episodes to drop every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time and utilize this podcast to invest in your marriage. If you're checking this out on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, and we're going to work very hard to continue to bring you awesome and amazing content that would ignite your marriage. It really helps to bring exposure to this ministry. We'd love for you to get social with us and share this with your friends and just tag us at Marriage Ignited. 
Drop a comment in the comments and let us know what stuck out what stood out to you the most from this episode. What are some ideas that you have for future episodes? We are here for you guys. So we want to be just in constant communication. Make sure to follow us on all the social media and hit the notification bell on YouTube so that you do not miss a thing. It will, it will send you a notification to let you know when a new episode is posted. All right, you guys, we can't wait to be with you again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. when our newest episode comes out. God bless you. Have a good week. God bless you guys. We'll see you then.